Welcome to episode 175 of Cowboys Drive for Free, the podcast. My name is Joel Penfield. As always, I'm joined by Philip Slavin. And Philip, it feels like it's been forever, but we have good, positive, amazing news to talk about today, as opposed to the shit we've dealt with the last two or three episodes. So funny thing is we were just going to take this week off. We're like, we texted each other on Sunday. We're not going to podcast this week. We're just going to take the week off. It's been a lot. Lots going on. I'm, both of us are trying to get ready for kids on the way. It's like barring some crazy OSU news, we're going to take the week off. And then this morning, uh, the best news we've had, I mean, since the last time he committed to Oklahoma State, uh, we just, any the opportunity to talk about something positive um, and, and having news this big, we had to get on and, and, and talk about, obviously, the, the recommitment of Cade Cunningham to Oklahoma State. Yeah, like, I think it was Evan Daniels from 24-7 uh, tweeted out this morning that Cade Cunningham was nearing a decision regarding whether he was going to come back to Oklahoma State or not. His sources were telling him he was leaning to come back to OSU. And at that point, we're all sitting there, fingers crossed. Let's, let's hope that he's going to come back. Not Barely 20 minutes later, the little 45-second video drops of Cade Cunningham in a gym, with, and he, there was Matthew Alexander Moncrief was in there, and he talks about, coming to Oklahoma State and reaffirming his commitment to the school. And I was at work, I work in a coffee shop. I'm sitting there having a casual conversation with someone and you're, you posted in our Slack chat and I lost my shit <laughs> because I was just not <laughs> expecting it to happen right after, maybe two or three days from now, maybe later this week, next week, I don't know. But to have the news drop right after we knew that he was leaning toward coming back just made it that much sweeter. Can I just say like rewatching this video, it's so cleverly done. Um, you, you see him kind of through the gym. He focuses on his shoes. You get his face and everything. And they stage it so that you'd never see his shirt until right when they want you to. You never see the front of his long sleeve t-shirt that he's wearing until you want to. Because the front of that is Oklahoma State basketball. Um, you know, they talked about the, the rumors that him and, and Moncrief were down working together, working out together in Dallas. He's in this video. Obviously, they shot this down there. Um, And the part that got me the most of all of this, quote, now more than ever, I'm loyal and true. Like, this is, I think we all, we've we've said, and everyone has said, Cade Cunningham is a different kind of cat. Um, I think that, I, I just, I don't, like, I don't, are we really going to be able to appreciate enough him at Oklahoma State. Like, he hasn't even gotten to campus yet. He hasn't even put a name on his locker yet. And he's already going to go down as an all-timer for Oklahoma State. And he hasn't taken a shot. Yeah, I think, and I mentioned on the last episode, uh, when we talked about Yornay and Hitty Roosing transferring, we talked briefly that we both just kind of had a feeling that Cunningham was going to come back to Oklahoma State with absolutely no evidence behind it. It was just, we just kind of had a little bit of a feeling. This was really before the rumors started to fly that he was going to come back. And I talked about it relating to Chuba Hubbard in a way that, you know, he just kind of falls in that like different kind of superstar sort of mentality that he wanted to honor his commitment. He wants to play for his brother. He wants to be coached by Mike Boynton, which we'll get to him in a minute. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think he's endeared himself to the fan base even more than he already did when he could have gone to Duke, Kentucky, you know, any name of blue blood. And he comes to Oklahoma state. That was enough for us to go. 
oh, this is like this kid's going to be special. But then to see him reaffirm that when he could have gone and made you know half a million dollars or more in the G League or transferred out and gone to Kentucky or gone to one of these blue blood schools for him to continue and honor his commitment at Oklahoma State. I can't say enough good things about him already. Like I said, he hasn't even stepped on campus yet. He hasn't worked out with the team yet. And we're already like, it's, it truly is incredible what this is going to do for the program moving forward and what this season is going to be. It's going to be fun. We're postseason band be damned. I don't care. I'm as, I'm, as excited as I was even before the sanctions came down a few weeks ago. Uh, can we just say that the fact that Mike Boynton not only built the kind of relationship to get Cade to commit to Oklahoma State the first time, but literally built the kind of relationship with him and has cultivated the kind of relationship in the team with the players and the players that have, that have, they've brought together – that he not only committed once, but has committed twice to Oklahoma State. And and the first one was, I think, surprising enough that you land the number one player in the 2020 class at Oklahoma State, but that you get him to reaffirm his commitment when, at this point, there will be no postseason. When the, when the season ends, that's it. When the regular season is over, that is it for Oklahoma State. They're done. His, his college career is over, barring some sort of appeal that overturns it or delays it, whatever. That's it for him. I, there, I'm sure there are other coaches that could make this happen. I, I do. But it's the combination of Mike Boynton as a relationship builder. And, and I, I don't want to use the term relationship builder like it's some sort of like he's got a formula that he follows to sell these guys. Um, I think he legitimately works to build relationships with the players he brings on this team. I mean, I, I mean, seriously, I know most coaches do, but you combine that with the kind of cat Cade Cunningham is, obviously. I just, it's a match made in heaven, and I, and I think we're seeing that right now. Yeah, I mean, you see it all over the country with any kind of recruiting. The guy talked about the relationship that they built with the coach and the reason why they committed. And, I mean, honestly, a lot of time I think it's just a bunch of coach speak bullshit. And, you know, coaches are just blowing smoke to get a kid on campus. And Mike Boynton is someone that you can tell and you can talk to anybody within the program that he legitimately cares about them, not just as a player on the court for 40 minutes a night. It's off the court. It's who they are as human beings. I'll never forget, um, I had the opportunity to meet with uh, Leighton Hammonds when he was a senior at Oklahoma State, right after Brad Underwood had left and Boynton became the head coach. And I asked him about it about Boynton. And he said, you guys got it. Like, we got a good one. You, you guys are going to really enjoy what Mike Boynton is going to bring to this program. And he's, and he talked glowingly about, he was the first coach I ever built a relationship with off the court. Like just about to talk about life or relationship was with my girlfriend or anything that it was. Mike Boynton cared about them as human beings. And I don't think we can discredit that. Like that cannot be discredited because mm-hmm. it obviously matters to the players because when you looked at all of those statements that the players posted, you know, that, that were strategically placed out, right? All yeah, of them yeah. talked about the relationship that they built with Coach B, Coach Boyton, whoever it was, you know, however they wanted to refer to him. It was all about that was one of the core reasons why they are coming back with no guarantee of an NCAA tournament, with no guarantee of anything beyond the Big 12 that obviously matters that they want to play for him and they want to play for Oklahoma state. And we cannot talk about that enough. Yeah, no, look, I just, 
This is this is exactly the kind of news Oklahoma State fans needed with everything that's been going on. This is just a a jolt of positivity that that the university and the fan base needs. I'm I'm jump I'm pumped about this. I've seen so many people on social media talking about. I don't care if there's not a if there's a postseason ban. We need to fill GIA up, and and you and we should. Like it's best. Look, it's gonna be really hard. I'm not buying season tickets. I can't possibly make it to every single game. I got a second kid on the way, but I'm going to try to go to games. And I usually try and get to one a year if I can get to more than that, because this team, Cade Cunningham, we look understand. Don't suddenly expect that Oklahoma State's gonna start landing the number one player on a regular basis. Don't expect for Oklahoma State to start landing top ten classes on a year-in, year-out basis, okay? So understand that this is a special, special team. Um, this is a special year, and assuming we have a season, assuming they allow fans in the arena, because that's, that's a big assumption as of right now, um, I just, I hope that is it is as full to capacity as it is allowed to be, and I hope people really, really take advantage of this very unique opportunity that Oklahoma State fans are going to have this season. Like, just I understand that everybody likes ESPN Plus. You better get it because there's going to be games on there. Just just understand that there are going to be some games against UTSA or Arkansas Pine Bluff, whatever the knockout, the the punching bag teams on the schedule are going to end up being. Because we don't have the full schedule yet. Like those are going to be some games on there. They're going to be must watch just because Kate Cunningham is on the floor. And I I I I just just let us have a season so that we can watch as much as possible. I just, I'm, I am, this is exactly what we needed. This is exactly what we needed. This is amazing. I I don't know how better to say it. Like, huzzah, hooray, spirits lifted. All is, well, most is good with the world again, at least for today. This is great. Yeah, I, I'm very fortunate that I live in Stillwater for at least another year, and I'm going to have to do some serious – it's going to take some serious convincing, but I'm going to try and do everything I can to let my wife get – let me get season tickets for this because I have to be in GIA – for this season. Like if any, if this is the last year I live in Stillwater, then I want to go out and I want to go be in GIA as much as I can. And if I get to watch Kate Cunningham and Mike Boynton and this team, I'm going to be there as often as I can. So I'll, I'll keep everyone updated on how those conversations go because it's going to take a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, man. It's just, so at this point, everybody has put out a graphic or video Stating that they are recommitted to the program, except for um, Moncrief, who we've we've heard reports from John uh, Rothstein that he is committed to continue to play. We haven't had a graphic from Moncrief yet, uh, and we haven't seen anything from from Michael Pena. Um, he's the only other one. Those are the only two that we don't have official word on, though at this point you feel like Moncrief, if the reports are that he's sticking around and he's going to pop up in Cade Cunningham's video about him recommitting to Oklahoma State. You feel pretty good about that. Uh, Payne to be the only one left outside of the two, um, Rusink and Ana, who have officially left. So I am... We're going to have we're gonna have a heck of a season. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Obviously you want Oklahoma State to win every year. But the best way to have a giant middle finger at the NCAA... Um, to quote Major League, just win the whole effing thing. Let's just win the Big 12 and be like, so you're not going to put the Big 12 champion? Cool, 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 cool. Have fun with that. Yeah, everyone wants to see Wisconsin as a one seed again. Yeah, I, I can't wait for to watch Kate Cunningham be a first-team all Big 12, possibly, you know, big, up in contention for Big 12 player of the year, up for the, a Naismith finalist. 
and watch this team finish in the top three or higher in the Big 12, win the Big 12 tournament, and everyone going, well, this is one of the best teams in the country, and we got and they got the shaft from the NCAA, and now we don't get to watch and see what they could actually do in March. So that, that'll be really fun to watch that backlash. Let's hope that that is the scenario that takes place. Yep. Uh, I, I'll say this. I don't have an answer or anything. I am curious if this could have an impact on the postseason ban and it either being lifted or being pushed back just because the NCAA wants to make money. They can be as happy about this punishment as they want. Um, but the the notion of not having the, the next year's likely number one pick um, in the postseason just seems really stupid. Maybe they're just so arrogant they don't care. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this will have any effect. I'm going to talk with Brian Ralph um, tonight. Uh, probably get that on my show uh, or on my Instagram for my show. I, I hate to plug my own stuff and be that way, but I, I'm, I'm really curious if it will. My guess is the answer is probably not, um, but I am curious for someone smarter than me to be like, no, or maybe, or we'll see. Yeah, and you're going back to John Ross real quick, he has his early, like what his prediction for OSU starting five is. And it's obviously Kate Cunningham, then Isaac Likely, Matthew Alexander Moncrief, and the Boom Twins. I don't hate that. Uh, that's a athletic starting five. Now, I wish yeah. that we had someone yeah. taller, but I, I like that a lot. It's going to be small ball, man. It's going to be 6'9". You've got two guys at 6'9". That's it. The tallest. That's, that's it. That's the, the tallest you have on the roster right now. Barring they can add somebody else uh, who is taller and ready to play, mind you. That's a big caveat, just because you bring a guy in who's – 611 if he's you know a, a baby giraffe <laughs> doesn't do you any good this season so uh, uh i'll be they've got a scholarship available now so i'll be curious to see you know with with both an a and and Rusink leaving and they adding the old miss guard transfer whose name just completely sit my mind thank you they've got a scholarship i'm sure boynton is active and trying to find something to fill that that inside hole that they now kind of have. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over uh, heading into the season. I'm still pumped to see how the, the schedule stacks out. We're still about four games away and then just some specific details. Uh, we don't know who the SEC opponent will be in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Um, again, there's four games with no information. Uh, that Virginia Tech game in Oklahoma City, we're still waiting on details about that. So there's still some some details to come out, but I'm I'm ready for schedule release. We're, it usually comes in about July, so we're getting close. On any day now, I would be happy to, to, to talk about yeah, that. You scheduling nerd, you. Yeah, dude, I'm a, uh, just right right into the main Right, right into the old veins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we just wanted to get something up really quick, just some initial reaction, obviously, as, as things progress with you know scheduling and the possibility of landing someone else for the this 2020 team. Uh, we'll have more information, but – Kate Cunningham's going to be a cowboy, and that is just freaking awesome. I'm I'm so excited. This is going to be a really fun year. Postseason band be damned. I don't care. This, this is going to be a lot of fun. One of the best, most anticipated seasons in Oklahoma State history, I think. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. All right, and we will be back. Uh, I don't know when. I don't know if we're going to take next week off and just wait for more shit to hit the fan or more good news. I don't know yet, but we will be back with another episode soon. Philip Ork and everyone follow you on Twitter. Only person at OKTXAR Poke. Uh, you can follow my show, the 1012 Podcast, on Twitter at T E N 12 P O D. 
uh, or podcast. Uh, if you want to see my uh, conversation with Brian Ralph, I'll have that tonight. It should be an Instagram live. You can follow the 1012 Instagram account at TEN12POD. That's 1012POD. Uh, we should be on there around 730-ish uh, and, and get his answer if you're curious about that because I'm curious about that. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Follow me at JT Penfield. Be sure to follow the main site at Cowboys RFF. Don't tweet recruits. Be nice to each other and have a great day.